everybody. Thank you very much for downloading the latest Conversations with Geek People. Today it is myself, Neve, who tweets at Dr. Neville, and I'm joined by the delightful Shona. Hello. Hi. Who We're tweets? Facetime. <laughs> We're FaceTiming. <laughs> Technology. Woo-hoo. It's so exciting. We're doing 2013 today. I feel like we're in some kind of futuristic film or something. Or a futuristic <laughs> film from the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Like something from Back to the Future or something. We're, we're, we're beyond Back to the Future now. Oh, God. I know. It's so sad. Anyhow, that wasn't how we were supposed to begin at all. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> Happy New Year to all of our listeners. That sounded so professional. That was really good. Yeah, it sounds like you never (laughs) swear. That was. I should practice that voice more. (laughs) Present your voice. I I sound like William Shatner. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) There's one of the ones of these that. (laughs) Tonight, I'm joined with Shona and Neve. Only he'd probably mispronounce both of our names. And you'd become Shania and I'd be Naomi or something. Yes. <laughs> Neil. What is happening? I don't know. Normally. You know, we've just had like such a lovely conversation for half an hour. And if we'd recorded that, it would have made so much sense. It would have been a whole podcast. <laughs> Effortless. Um, well, it, as we've said, it is a new year. 2016 Yay. has dawned. Bright and beautiful. Or wet and miserable, depending on you know, where you were. perspective. It's an exciting start to the new year, isn't it? Yay, we're flooded. That was just... Apparently we're in Mercury retrograde right now, which explains a lot, if you believe in that. (laughs) Ah. Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get you. I, I okay. <laughs> there's a there's a part of me that's like I'm breaking this down. I know what Mercury is. I know what horoscopes I are. I know what Mercury in retrograde means something astrologically speaking. But I it's bad. Bad. It's, everything's bad. We're living in bad times. Like we're actually yeah, officially. Not good. Oh. It's, a, it's kind of like a fog over everything. Like technology and your mind, and it's meant to be. If we were on a sci-fi channel movie right now, somebody would say, why don't we just blow up Mercury? Yeah, fuck you, Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> why are you giving us a bad year, dude? What did we ever do to you? Nobody likes you, Mercury. <laughs> You're all small and red like a really ugly boil. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe I just abused a planet over its appearance. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other Tumblr app. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways, I'll talk to you about the good stuff coming up in 2016. Yes. Besides retrograde happening, other good things are happening in the universe. Other good things are happening. Um, Agent Carter is returning for a second season. I had I had heard originally that like Channel Four and Channel Five weren't buying it for the UK market because they weren't guaranteed a second season. But now that it has a second season, I'm sure somebody on one of the local channels is going to. Somebody will have to. That's like such nab it. Hot, like that show blew up. Like, it, like it, you'd be an idiot not to take that show up. Like, Just. I don't know. 
it was just so good. And I, I think one of the best things about that were the um, Dub Smash 2015 wars. Oh yeah, I've seen the ones that That was so funny. It was, uh, I think the Marvel Universe one ended up being Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Agent Carter. And yeah, I like both shows, but like Agent <laughs> Carter just ruled that, I thought. Um, I, love seeing, I love seeing like actors and like different like different series within the same universe like interact like I think that's really cool like I mean I, I, I and I think that's something TV shows have kind of cottoned on to because we've had so many like the DC verse on telly has had so many crossovers it's like somebody yeah. our age has finally gotten in charge and went you know what was the best thing about television when I was a kid when Magnum visited Jessica Fletcher we're doing that now you know it's really cool I think it's really cool I think I think the thing about all the new superhero things is is that like even like that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like um, Agent Carter, like all the things interconnect. So all the actors, even though they might be on the same shows, they're all linked together and they all know each other and they all like do the dub smashes and the Instagram posts and all that. I love seeing that. Like I love seeing like all the cast get together when they're not on set and stuff. Mm. I don't know, is that leaving like a tall stalker no. and being no, cause, well, it's because it, it's fun because like a, in the cons, that's something you see all the time where yeah. people are, uh, you know, on screen together and they're like, well, we, we were in three episodes of 200 at the same time. So we didn't really interact all that much on the show. But now we've become friends and you're kind of like, I always knew you'd be friends. You know? <laughs> it is actually really cool. I like that. Like, seeing that happen. Um... But no, for for me, it just totally ties into my whole like it's secretly real. Yeah. <laughs> that like I, I I haven't really believed that since I was five, but there's a tiny part of me that wants to. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I know what you mean. I love seeing people together. Like I love seeing like actors together in real life. Like all the Suicide Squad cast like went to a music festival together this summer, and they're all hanging out. And I'm like, they look like they have the best, best fun crack ever. I yeah. just want to like be their friend and hang out with them because they just look like. They have so much fun, like, and I don't know. I just think it looks so cool. And I, I follow them all on Instagram, and I'm like obsessed with seeing them all hang out together. Well, I mean, I don't really remember anything quite like this when I was a kid. So we're talking yeah, <laughs> late eighties and nineties. Not. But you would have only seen those kind of things in like magazines, whereas now we have our own. But, no, but I'm like, I'm even just thinking like we're onto our is it sixth X Men film. We must be coming on to like our ninth or tenth within the Marvel Cinema Universe. And I'm including the first Hulk just because that was the, there's a genesis there, even though Iron Man is what kicked it all off. Um, And, you know, like the Hunger Games, a three book series being turned into four. Harry Potter was probably one of the biggest precursors to this with the eight films. Like, you really do feel like you've watched these people grow up together. I know, yeah. You know, and certainly looking at Emma Watson and and Rupert well, yeah, Grint or them, any of them, like the, the difference. Of them together to now crazy. I know, and they always seem to line them up in the same order. You know, Ron, Hermione, Harry, and they were yeah. oh, so so. You see them in that same lineup almost for. It's crazy. I wonder was that intentional? Like that must have been intentional. I'm sure it was a branding thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, or for the lights, we'll always have the pale kid on the left, <laughs> you know, or, you know, it'll be something like that. But it, but it does mean that you're kind of going, wow, I've watched these, I, I've watched these children for 14 yeah. years. It's crazy, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> but, it is crazy. But like with the X-Men stuff, you're seeing it like 
Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart obviously have known each other for years, but they've only had Instagram recently or Twitter yeah. or whatever. So they it's like. They spent New Year's together too, which I thought was cute. Sorry? They spent New Year's together. Aww. They posted a photograph of them on New Year's, and I was like, oh my god, they're best friends. <laughs> But, you know, and I think we're engaged with that so much more. So it's like it it builds those worlds. And I like it when you see the enemies that are really good friends in real life. You're kind of like, no, you can't stand next to her. You hate her. (laughs) (laughs) It's really interesting, actually. And it's funny how social media can catapult, like, a series or, like, certain things happening. Like, one of the things I'm looking forward to in 2016 is a book I read called All the Bright Places. Um, and the girl, her name's Jennifer Niven, and she um, is the author of this book. But I feel like social media had a really big role to play in the fact that the book is going to be made into a movie now. Mm. Um, and I'm really excited about it. Like Dakota Fanning, not Dakota Fanning, Elle Fanning is playing the lead character in it. Yeah. All, like, but they don't have like, I don't think they have like all of the characters yet. But like, it is going to be made into a film, and like, I think social media is one of the biggest reasons for that. Like, because mm. people tweeted about it and talked about it and all that kind of thing so social media like it's so big for getting things like you know yeah back on track or like getting on the radar of things lately and it's really important like to a lot of things coming out this year like even like deadpool like every time i log on to twitter like somebody's talking about yeah yeah and it's like jesus like the hype that all the films and like movies and series that are being built up social media has played such a big role this year and last year you know, in um, making them, like, making people really excited for them, mm. you know? Because, like, even, like, that Deadpool and Suicide Squad, I feel like they're, they've been built up a year before their release. Nerdy, oh, God. You know? like, yeah, I, I mean, I do, I totally agree with you that I think the pull of social media, like, I'm purely talking about television here. I don't always think yeah. that it's positive in, in every way. But, like, Sleepy Hollow had this epic first season. And then the second season, it just seemed to not quite find its way but they were obviously interacting with their fandom and taking in feedback and they did some very unexpected things for the end of the series and it it felt you know it kind of felt like they were like listening to us and they were aware of it now I'm wary of that in general I don't think you should dictate how a narrative goes we're the audience we're not supposed to be given all of the information you know that's that the process doesn't necessarily have to work that way um but i i thought that was a really you know it was a really positive you know it's really positive when you see and and the like the castle writers and sleepy hollow writers each have their own twitter accounts and they're always sending each other pun based jokes and you know stuff like that that just makes yeah. you feel like it's a, a much smaller world and i find that a lot of the shows like like you said like nowadays like you wouldn't really have thought it back like when twitter and all that first started but like now it's not just the actors that are active on social media it's the makeup artists the producers the like you know mm-hmm. there's even american horror story like i i found like i don't i think maybe american horror story retweeted some stuff earlier on today but like it was people who have such small jobs on the set and everything like and i was like it's crazy how like everyone involved has like a role to play in how the show does like on social media and everything like yeah it's, it's actually crazy how widespread it goes like, mm. the, you know, but I, mean, I like I, ca- I can't but think that it's h- half the reason why we have a Deadpool film which is yeah. just that in the past people would go oh man I quite liked Ryan Reynolds I'd really like if he got his own Deadpool film and there was no like way of taking a pulse 
of how people actually felt about it. But they, they you know, they've tested, they were releasing that test footage a few years back or, yeah. or it being leaked or whatever happened that this footage came out that no one had seen or known about. And, and the response to that, I think, is kind of why we've got... Also, Ryan Reynolds clearly really, really, really wanted to do it. You I know. think he was born for that role, actually. Like, I remember him as um, Berg in Two Guys, a Girl in the Pizza Place. Do you remember that show? Like, he'll that always is a be very long... but he's, he's actually very good at comedy. Well, like, I, I remember him in a Canadian TV series called The Odyssey. That's the first time I think I ever saw him. And he was playing, like, a bully character. And um, really? and I think the the characters that stand out in my mind are when he's evil, you know. And yeah, the, re- yeah. the one of the one of the I love the one that he does where he goes back and tries to hook up with a girl he fancied when he was like just friends. I think it's called. Love that film. Oh yeah, just I know that movie. Yeah. Cry with laughter while watching it. It's everything I object to in film form, and yet he's good at being an apple too. Oh, he's he's, he's the best smug. Oh, he's so good Have at. You seen doing... that movie? He's in Waiters or something like that. No. He's a, I think it's called Waiters, and it's like, he they, he works in a restaurant, and he's like a total asshole, like, he's like a waiter in a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it's called, but he's like a total asshole in it, and I'm like, he's really good at being comedic mm. and an asshole, which is perfect for Deadpool. Well, it kind of, he, when he plays the asshole, he kind of reminds me of James Spader in the 80s, at how good he was at being slick and manipulative, even though he had all the, like, pretty boy looks and stuff. Yeah. Um, But no, I, I mean, and I, I have a lot of... <laughs> I can wax lyrical about the first Wolverine film, and I'm choosing not to right now. But I will say that him as Wade Wilson was one of the high points for me. You know, I was just like, don't sew up his beautiful mouth. <laughs> uh, did I say that out loud? I feel like this year, though, like, I feel like he's always been on people's radar, but I feel like this film's going to put him on the map. Like, you know, his career, probably the biggest movie of his career, I think. I think it's definitely got the most... Oh, I mean, he was in Blade, and, like, he's done huge films. But, um, I, I know what you mean. He's not quite, like, mm. done the exploded thing. Him, like, Blake Lively's husband. You know, that kind of way, like, everyone refers to him as, like, the husband kind of thing. Because she's obviously more famous than he is. Wait, he's married? Ugh, I'm hurt. Blake Lively. Do you know Gossip Girl? I've seen other stuff that she's been in. I never saw Gossip Girl, but I know what it she's is. She's the anyway. sisterhood of the traveling pants. Or I did not like see that one. Actually. I've never seen it either, but that's. I only know her as Serena Vanderwood in Gossip Girl. So. Well, for me, he's just been creeping up the last couple of years. He's done some awesome performances, and I caught one back in February, I think, called like not the Nine or the Ninth, something to do with Nine in the title. I'll post it when I um when we blog this um but yeah it was it was a it was absolutely one of those totally gripping films and as soon as it was finished I kind of like turned around to himself and was like can I watch that again and he's like absolutely <laughs> but not right this minute I was like damn yeah. it I really wanted to I thought he was so he good in it movie, um, Tom who was on the who has been on the podcast before he showed me a film I can't remember what it's called he's gonna kill me for not remembering this but um, it's a film where he plays like a mentally ill guy who um, ends up murdering people. But it's really funny. Like it's a comedy where he like. Oh imagine- yeah, he has like Jessica Alba's what? head in a fridge or something. Yeah, what is the name of that? I saw I, the poster. Anna Kendrick is one of the heads. Oh, Anna Kendrick, that's the one I could. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, I, I, it's going to come to me later on. But it's actually really funny and like it's one of those films that like it's so like stupid but like it's really funny and it's it's really disgusting at the same time but it, it's got a really good mix like it's an odd film i think it's that really we good. should um 
we should use that as our hashtag for listeners who have worked their way to this point in the podcast, feel free to IMDb that film and hashtag it to us. Hopefully, by yeah, the time you're listening to it, we will have actually looked it up ourselves. I can picture the DVD cover, which is really annoying. Yeah, because there's, there's like a woman turning. talking to him and then clearly a woman in the fridge or a head in a fridge. Yeah. I can see the poster. I just have no idea. This is going to really irritate me and now. There's a really like, annoyingly fun song at the end of the film that was in my head for like ages afterwards and now I can't think of the song oh god the voices the voices yeah that's it the voices I yeah that's it can't tell you what song was playing at the end well I probably can actually but I probably won't because I'll get but if anyone wants to check it out I suggest you do just because it's so silly but um Deadpool is definitely one of the ones I'm looking forward to um seeing I think it'll be really cool it could be knock on wood. No, I'll, no. I'll remember later. It's something so stupid. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and on the oh, other... happy song. It's called The Happy Song. The Happy Song. Excellent. Yeah, sing a happy song, sing a happy song. You're just going to, like, something, something. make us sing every week, aren't you? It's so stupid. <laughs> that should be the song we end the podcast in. Okay. Sing a happy song, sing, sing a happy song. <laughs> Um, on the other side of the DC Marvel verse, where we eternally find ourselves, um, yes. I'm very much looking forward to Civil Wars, the Captain yes, America. That's gonna be so good. I think that's gonna be so good because, like, I was even saying this to my boyfriend on yesterday. We were talking about um, the the first Avengers versus the second Avengers, and I personally preferred the second one, but a lot of people didn't like it. But what I was saying was they can't do that same funny happy-go-lucky like no. jokey film because they're leading up to civil war so if you went from like pure comedy to like dead serious mm. like shit people are gonna be so confused also like, they've like really blown their whole concept of consequences do you know what i mean yeah, exactly. Pepper dies, but not really coulson dies but not really loki dies but not really okay quicksilver I was like, like, really? That's the way you went on that decision? Yeah, okay. I kind of feel like he was really like... But then in yeah, X-Men, like, they did the same thing. Dark Phoenix dies, but not really. Professor Xavier dies, but not really. Don't worry, we had to alter the timeline to clear up the fuck-up that was X3, but never mind. And then in the most recent one, everybody dies, but not really. I mean, yeah. you're kind of getting to the point where you're going... I, I mean, and my biggest objection to the previous Superman film, ironically enough, is that Superman kills somebody. I've never seen it. I didn't see Spoilers. <laughs> Sorry. I have no interest in Superman. Superhero. Well, he was my soups growing up. He's Christopher Reeves for me forever. And I was a bit like, that's so violent. And then my objection on the Marvel side is like, geez, guys, nobody stays dead. I can't. I want my cake. And I want to have it and to eat it all of the time. Thank you. <laughs> there is a lot of problems with, like, um, the Avengers for me personally like uh, the fact that people got mad about um, Scarlet Witch being sterile which is totally uh, Black like, Black Widow or sorry yeah. yeah Black Widow sorry I, that was one thing that really irritated me because I'm like she is a secret agent and that's what they did to them yes it's horrible but that's yeah. I thought people equating that with her being a monster, I thought it was pretty yeah, clear that she thought like, her psychopathic killing tendencies were more problematic. She was yeah. just sad to be infertile. And I was like, I thought that was really beautifully done. So it was a shock for me when I went online and I was like, Joss Whedon left Twitter. 
apparently no. completely unrelated, but it was like 15 I, minutes later. I'm like, like did you people watch the same movie as me? Because I didn't I see it. I never any even of that. Like, saw that as an issue because I was like, she's a secret agent. That's what they had to do in order to be dedicated to the whole life of being a fucking mm. secret agent or spy or whatever. And, like, and then the tie-in for that is Agent Carter, where they actually show some of the Black Widow program, like, way back when, in the 40s and 50s, and it's not pleasant. It doesn't look like, yeah. oh, what a lovely after-school centre for our girls. You know, it looks like hell on Earth. Yeah, but, but that's a, I don't yeah. get people, like, that's one thing that annoyed me about that whole film, that, like, people just didn't take it, like, for what it was, and, like, met it, this whole other mm. thing, and it's like, oh! But, like, like that, I think, like you were saying about Civil War, is, like, I think you need a film like that to lead you up to Civil War, otherwise it's not going to make sense. Like, mm. you have to like, start giving your audience more depth to look at. Yeah. You know? like, and I just think... I mean, Civil if it's War, all shiny, happy people all the time, then why should you invest in the characters? Because they'll just exactly. keep coming back around, you know, whereas... That's one of my, that was always one of my criticisms about, like... In what, I think I said it in one of the previous podcasts, and I actually feel kind of bad for saying it because, like, I don't truly think that way about the Avengers. But I always seen the Avengers as like squeaky clean and shit in comparison to like Suicide Squad mm. and more gritty. But with Civil War, I'm hoping to see a more gritty side because I with Age of Ultron, I felt like we saw more of them instead of like their perfectness yeah. of ever, superheroes. I felt like we saw more of their flaws, which I think makes them more relatable. Because yeah. I feel like. To me, Suicide Squad as a whole are more relatable people than the Avengers are. Mm. But I think Civil War will make them more human almost to us, like, you know? Yeah, and one of the other, one of my other bugbears about people that objected to Age of Ultron was with the Hawkeye character. Because I thought that Clint Barton got really poorly treated in the first Avengers film in that he's not in it. He's taken over by the Tesseract and doing Loki's bidding or whatever. And then in the second one, there's this huge big battle scene going on. The second one, I am dying to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, right, if I leave right before the battle ends, I won't miss anything. (laughs) Ran out like a 30 second pit stop, ran back in. And Hawkeye's married and has children. And it's like, I was like, like, what is going on? And I thought it was so brilliant that... Finally, we get to see the real him and he has this epic backstory and he's got this really solid, like he he has found the ground upon which he bases what he does for the Avengers. And I was like, oh my God, you cannot hope for better than that. I was convinced he was going to die because I thought that was such a perfect little moment for him. And, um, and then everybody's bitching. No, clearly he's supposed to be with Black Widow. Yeah, I know. <sighs> well, one of my favourite... Um my favourite character of Age of Ultron is Scarlet Witch. Like, I really like Scarlet Witch. Like, that made me want to look more into her character because I actually don't know that much about her, really. Um, and it, Well, it, it depends on how you know her as well because obviously the, yeah. the comic versus all of Marvel, whereas we've split, X, you know, the mutant verse. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. It's hard. It, you have to kind of, it kind of depends on where you start from, where I yeah. guess, you know. But like, I do think her character is really cool, and like, I hope that I hope in Civil War there's a lot more Scarlet Witch because I think she has loads of potential. Like, yeah. So hopefully in Civil War she'll be prominent enough. Mm. I'm hoping. Um, so and I'm, she's she's nicely comics. she's nicely justifiably grouchy as well, which I think it ties in with what you were saying about. I I think the Avengers become more relatable the more human they are, which is why I think I've always really enjoyed watching four. Um, but I don't. He's perfect, you know. He's a god. Yeah. I'm I'm he's I'm a little like bit. A, a jock. 
Magical powers. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was just it was just one of those where I was kind of like, I wouldn't really know what to say with. I, I couldn't. I can't live a day in his shoes. Um, yeah. Whereas you know Scarlet Witch and Iron Man now, though he's so impossibly arrogant. Um, but certainly Captain America, there's all the shine is off. There's there's anger and there's a lot of you know. I don't think Scarlet Witch is going to get over her childhood. Every time she oh, sees yeah. the Stark emblem somewhere, she's going to remember the bomb that you know. I'm like, have you have you read Civil War? I haven't read Civil War, so I really don't know. Anything. No, I my I had um. Put down my comics. Picked up my exam books, I think, probably around that time. <laughs> um, it was such a waste. What was I doing with my life? Studying. Uh, anyway. I actually want to get into Jessica Jones as well. And apparently like that ties in with Daredevil, which apparently Daredevil has a new um, trailer out. My boyfriend told me that yes. there's a new trailer out. Daredevil so season two. Um, and then... Daredevil. Awesomeness. Yes. And Jessica Jones 2 will be out, I think, this year. And there'll also be a Luke Cage. So the, those three are kind of all going to be... Not, I, I'm hoping not too tied together. I, I loved um, the way it was done in Jessica Jones. And I would so recommend that you watch it. Is it like in the backdrop you can see Hell's Kitchen and stuff? Isn't that like... Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's much more... It's actually... It all comes out sort of relatively early. I don't want to give you too much backstory. Because it's kind of built on giving you in drips and dabs. Oh, okay. But... Basically, she has developed a power, she wants to become a superhero, has a very bad experience, and stops. But for a long time, she was kind of in on the superhero set. So there is an element of, like, whenever things go wrong, I think a lot of... There were certain segments of the audience that were like, well, why don't you call Iron Man? And I think, yeah. I think she, she was far more like, they're fighting aliens, I'm, I can handle whatever is happening around me. And I, I thought that was nice, that it... You know, it's not going to be waiting for Samuel L. Jackson to appear yeah, at the yeah. door, you know? Um, I think it's cool, though, like, the way they're doing the Netflix originals now. And I've heard they're doing a Miss Marvel. I doubt it'll be out this year, but, like, I hope they do go into a Miss Marvel, because I really like Miss Marvel. I, <laughs> I why did I think that was getting a Netflix film? Series. I thought that was a film. I didn't realize that was um. I Netflix. thought they were making it into a Netflix series. I heard that that's what they were doing, because... Um, this is going to sound so loud on the recording. Clunk, clunk, clunk. <laughs> not my keyboard. I did not choose. This. Oh, they've started oh, yeah. calling it the phase two of Netflix shows. <laughs> oh, I want to, do you know there's something I wanted to bring up in the podcast? I know there's not going to be, well, I don't think there's going to be a new series, but um, I wanted to talk about one of the things that I'd recommend people watch in 2016. I know I'm kind of going off topic, but Making a Murder. Remember I was telling you about you have got me so fascinated by that and we're in the middle of a fringe rewatch. I finished but it last night. It's ten episodes, isn't it? Yeah, it's ten hours essentially, like, because it's an hour I think it's an hour long. But it is the one of the best things you will watch on Netflix, but I will let everyone know it's heavy going at times. Like it's just really like I'll put it this way. By the time you finish it, you're just gonna be like you feel like you're in that person's shoes. Like, you feel like you can just feel the weight, like, of the person. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's horrible. Like, it's it's just such a shocking thing. And the sad thing is, this is only one one story. Like, if Making a Murder is about a guy called Stephen Avery, who is allegedly um, wrongly accused of two different murders, and it's all about the injustice within the, like, you know, justice system, mm, essentially. Mm. And it's so... It's so crazy that this can happen to somebody, and it's only one story. Like it's only one man, well, two people essentially. His 
nephew as well story and it's just it's horrible like i i know i'm making it sound like a hard watch and it is a hard watch but it's Mm. very important i think that people yeah i mean the way you were telling me about it is it is following the story of a guy who 18 years ago was sent down for a crime that the most rudimentary of investigations would have revealed he was not guilty of yeah. He's then it's it's re- he's released because mm-hmm. it's found out that it was definitely not him that did it and a really yeah. short period of time afterwards he's arrested for a second murder that again the casual observer would go hey it doesn't look like he committed those crimes and in order to put him away the police uh, almost not quite tortured but they put a lot of pressure on his nephew who wasn't the brightest, I think. Well, the way I would see, and I know this sounds like terrible, I'm not trying to stereotype anyone, but it kind of, it almost is a stereotype when you even look at the show, that these police officers see this opportunity, like, because they come from a real, like, I'm just going to say it, hillbilly, like, back of the woods family, okay? Yeah. Not educated, not very educated, but hardworking people kind of thing. Mm. And I think they felt embarrassed after the first trial that, this man who, you know, they consider essentially to be nothing to them, like mm. just a, a piece of white trash, has essentially, like, won a case against the whole court system. And I think, I think personally, they wanted to get him back mm. for humiliating the police officers. And I think, I think that's what happened, essentially. I don't know how it happened or mm. how the woman who actually murdered the woman the second time um the first lady who he like allegedly like tried to kill she lived like mm. she didn't die but this woman was killed in a brutal way um in the second uh, murder or trial or whatever um but it's actually it's just bizarre and i think i think the way they see it is that like what's the loss of one hillbilly who nobody gives a shit about you know yeah in, in order to protect the like integrity and careers of like da agents and stuff like yeah. that it's 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 really vile, like, and I think the documentary is really important for people to watch it because, like, if this if he is like, you know, if he if he is innocent, and I do think he is innocent, it can't this kind of thing just can't happen anymore. And I think mm. people need to watch it because people are so blind, aren't yeah, they? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of things they don't want to see it, like, but you have to face reality and see that this is happening. It could happen to anyone. No, I, I, you know, I, I remember when you were telling me about it and I was thinking I'm going to have to check this out. And then it must have finished airing or the last episode must have finished airing within the last week or so because Twitter just went mad. Crazy. And there was so many people all talking about it. And I remember there were a few articles about how the two lawyers for the defence have become yeah. kind of unlikely heroes. You know, that there yeah. are people who are kind of going, well, if it weren't for you two guys... You know, nobody would even know about this. Like They're nobody great. would be They're, looking like, into it at all. They're great lawyers. Like it, that, it just goes to show how, like, how corrupt and like it felt. It felt like to me that they'd already like the just system had already the justice system had already already given up on them before they even heard the evidence. And these lawyers went beyond to like give perfect evidence. Whereas in any in any any other case, it would have been thrown out because they had such evidence. You know. But um, I even saw, like, Vogue, I think it was Vogue magazine, like, 
put one of the lawyers on their blog and it was like why everyone has a crush on like, yeah I, I saw like, that because they did a clip I, I think it was, it was in a, it was either a clip or it was on a newspaper how sad that I can't differentiate between text and video <laughs> anymore uh, it's the world we live in the future whoo um but yeah they were like um you're a real sex symbol online. And this guy oh just God. turned around and he was like, my wife will be very surprised to hear oh, that. I and I thought that was so funny. Like they, And I also thought it's so good to see that they're people, they still have a sense of humor. They, you know, despite the fact that they're doing something that's really, you know, really laudable, but really harrowing. I can't imagine this is a... Yeah. And it must be, must be terrifying if you feel like you've got every prosecutor, district attorney, judge, magistrate against you. I think, I think the fact, the success of this series, I saw another article, which is why I wanted to bring it up now. They were asking, like, would they make a new, like, series of what's happened since kind of thing? Because the har the harrowing facts are that, like, this is probably never going to be solved. And I think until people like us who are watching the show actively talk about it like we are now and like actively tell other people to check it out, unless there's a ripple effect, mm. nothing like nothing will ever change. Because I think government should fear the people and not the other way around. Like, you know, like, and I think that's the way it should be. Like the government work for us and not by, it shouldn't be vice versa, really, in my mm. opinion. I think that they do need to fear the power of the people now because like if so many people see this and see the injustice injustice in it i hope that like something can be done like i really do like because mm. it's just well you just I, I you just want to done. have that security of knowing that if something happens to you it will be investigated by yeah. specialists and professionals who will follow the evidence rather than a hunch, you know, and you certainly yeah. hope if you're ever accused of anything, you want to have faith that the people investigating you aren't doing so with an agenda. You know, I, I just think anywhere, like everything is corrupt to an extent, but nothing should be so utterly corrupt to such a huge extent, you know. Yeah. Uh, however, I'm, I'm as, as interesting as that is, and I, I am going to watch it, by the next time we talk, I, I will have started it, and I do really think... Um, all of our listeners should go out and watch it Check too. It um, or well, unless you really don't like grim, heavy-sounding stuff, in which case this is probably one to avoid. Go seek out that movie that ends with the sing a happy song, and it'll <laughs> probably much. But we, sh I think we should try and end on a more positive note because it is a new year. It is we're not yet through the first uh, first fortnight, so. I was thinking that I have a couple of resolutions that I would like to oh, share yes, with you. Um, well, I've got a couple of like life resolutions and they're, I'm, I'm trying to make them more realistic because I'm sad to say that despite my best resolutioning in the last few years, I am not rich beyond all measure, the <laughs> new standard of beauty and adored globally. And while this does make me very sad, I am, I think it might be that I was aspiring towards unattainable goals. So for this year, my main thing is I want to be more kind, like to myself and to other people. I don't want my first thought to be a, a negative one. And That's a good one. well, I think I want to. I want to try it. Good you know, one. I want to. I want to try and live a more positive life, which means that my second resolution is that I'm going to try and stop getting so angry at television shows. <laughs> which might well, mean that I. About things I'm angry about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, given that I'm like 
do I tweet? Do I even exist if I'm not ranting about television? Isn't like, that what I do? It's like I have this thing where I'm saying lately, if you, um, did you really go to the gym if you didn't tweet about it? Or <laughs> it's like, if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around to hear it, did it really happen? <laughs> I know, and it's discovering that you've even, you're even a bit of a dick when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I would never tweet that I've been out for my evening walk. Ooh, how pretentious. <laughs> but I did notice that, like, last year I was like, ooh, here's another pretty flower I found while walking around Leeds. Because I'm walking around Leeds. I'm like, yeah, oh, I, shit. I do that when I go on a walk and I take a nice scenery photo as well. <laughs> We're not even immune to the things that we hate. No, this no. is oh. Um, well, a couple of years ago, I mastered the tiny Jane hat and I, I made a couple of little sets of them as Christmas decorations. And I'd like to add to my Whedon, you know, I'd like to have another Whedon based decoration. So I'm going to try and learn how to knit or crochet uh, the little Gararg monster. That sounds really cool. I, I used to be able to knit when I was younger, but I haven't knitted in a long ass time. In like in years, pretty much. I I pick them up like once a year when it gets cold, and then I put them down again. And this year I thought, no, I will learn something. I will do it. So yeah. I think my my New Year's resolutions are so bad because I told Owen. Owen had a good my boyfriend Owen. He had a really good resolution about like trying to do like more like you know at work like trying to excel more at work and all this kind of like really good resolutions. And he was like, what's your resolution? And I was like, finally use the makeup palettes I bought. Because <laughs> I have like these eyeshadow palettes that I never use. And I'm like, why do I own all of these? And I can't use them. So I was like, I want to actually try and use them and like be more creative like with makeup because I'm not getting any younger. So I'm like, I might as well. Oh my God. But you know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm like, I might as well do this now while I can. So <laughs> one of my resolutions more adventurous with makeup which is really lame and my second resolution oh was my other resolution I had another one oh I can't remember I kind of want to make you tell people your age now no <laughs> if you could if, if, if we could like if you could see us right now she's walking around the house going I'm gonna be more adventurous with makeup because I'm not getting any younger and from that moment I'm just shooting laser beam daggers at her <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, mother? Nice you know? turnaround is fair play in a situation like that, I think. Fuck you, bitch. But yeah, so that's one of my resolutions is to be more creative with makeup, which I know sounds really superficial and it is. Oh. But you're but basically saying you want to be more creative in life. That's great. On my face. On, my On your face. face. Okay, so screw that life to, uh, shit. <laughs> time I never know who anybody's supposed to be even if I and then I never know who any anime people are you know when people dress up as anime characters and 
I'm no. like, no idea. No. And, and I mean, it's, it's so bad that even though I grew up watching more diverse television, I'm at that point where if it's not Disney... You're like, I don't know what the fuck this is. I mean, if you're an animated Disney princess, I can probably name you, your future husband, your future <laughs> father-in-law, the villain that will try and kill you, the sea that you will cross to escape the villain that will try and kill you. But if you're... An anime of a, a like a, a, an anime of a character I watched growing up, I'll be like, not clue. I never really watched anime except for Pokemon. Is that anime? Was Pokemon anime? I'm too old for Pokemon. I don't know. It's po- I think Pokemon is anime. I think it is. I used to have a crush on Brock. From um, I used to have a picture of him on my wall that I framed because I had a crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> No, He's that's so that's totally acceptable. I know. <laughs> I had a crush on the beast from Beauty and the Beast, and I was so what, disappointed. What, you as the beast or yeah, what? as the beast, when he turns into the prince, I was like, "You have no when lips." He turns into the prince, I was like, "No." That's so disappointing. No, no, go back. Go b- hair him up. He was so sweet and lovely at the end. I, I derailed your cosplay talk. I'm sorry. I got when I look, when I look back on that sidetrack. I always think, like, how fucking creepy Gaston actually was. Like, what a freak. (laughs) And then I always think, oh, my God. You know, um, you know, Dr. Horrible? Yeah. You know the the three groupies that walk around? Don't you think the three girls in in Beauty and the Beast who just keep going, oh, Oh, Gaston? I'm like, oh, my God, they're the original fangirls. (laughs) They actually are. How old is Beauty and the Beast? Like, is it, like, 94, I want to say. I don't know, yeah. like, I don't know that for sure, but it's just tripped Why off the I tongue there, like. Spot me thinking 1950s. Of course it was 90s. <clears throat> I have no idea. It might, oh, no, it might be 91 or something. I'm, I'm trying to think. I know white is like 40s or 50s, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's. Yeah, that's negative. Um, whistle while you work. <laughs> I can't whistle. That was pathetic. <laughs> like, spitting on the table in front of me. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. <clears throat> We definitely have. <laughs> that just means that we're deranged again, and you know it's uh, it's all good. Um, well, this feels like an appropriate time then to go. It was nineteen ninety two. Okay, now we can finish. Um, yes, let's to thank our listeners for putting up with us once more. Um, we have um, two more podcasts that will be going up very, very soon that were recorded at Vampire Ball as part of our con season. Um, Shona and I have now, as you can tell, totally and utterly mastered the art of FaceTiming, which probably yeah. means that you won't be heard on this podcast at all and I'll be bellowing. <laughs> Never mind. Um, it's the first FaceTime ever. I feel very special. Special podcast in so many ways. <laughs> and, and she's wearing such cute pajamas. Pajamas, woo! They have little owls. I'll make it a tradition that every time you podcast, I'll wear new pajamas. Yeah, it's going to make it super them. awkward when you're in public, but like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, thank you, gentle listener, very much for putting up with us once more. Um, once again, have a fantastic 2016. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can... Send us the name of that film. Although we did end up looking it up. It was hashtag the voices. Um, and you could drop us a line on Twitter. I am at Dr. Neville. I am at Ellie Jaden. And we will do this again soon. Bye. Yeah.